Hello everybody, this is Ed Hula, Around the Rings editor. At Sportacore 2017 in Aarhus, Denmark, our latest interview here is with uh, Mark Parkman, general manager of the Olympic Channel. It's very good to have you with us today, Mark. Hi, Ed. Um, you're here to do a little bit of business uh, with the World Games Federation, as well as right. make a presentation as part of Media Accord later this week. Uh, first of all, uh, airing a multi-sport event on the Olympic Channel, it's, it's a first with the agreement with the World Games Association. Yeah, it's our first agreement with the World Games, however, you know, we did we did uh, stream the Paralympics and we streamed the Asian Winter Games, so it won't be our first multi-sport games that we've done, but it is a, a good step forward for us with the World Games, and we're excited about it. The World Games is an emerging event. They have a lot of interesting sports for our demographic. We're excited to be able to partner with them uh, to extend their distribution, uh, and hopefully it will be a good experience both for us and them and growing their event in anticipation of, of Birmingham. And so many of those events are, are not necessarily Olympic events. Correct. Was that an issue for you to consider? No, no, because as, as you know, one of the missions that uh, President Bach even said when creating the Olympic Channel was it's for the Olympic movement. And it's not necessarily for the Olympic program sports. He wants it to benefit the whole movement and the recognized federations which are the, you know, the World Games are comprised of, uh, are part of where we're, where we're going to help them grow their sports. A lot of the federations that we have memorandums of understanding uh, are from the recognized federations. So we're helping them to get exposure for their sports in association with the games and our platform. So we feel as though it's a, it's a great benefit for those to help them get more attention, more uh, distribution, uh, and more participation in sport in general. So what will be the first World Games that you, this agreement applies it'll to? Be, it'll be for uh, this summer uh, in Roklaw uh, in 2017. Uh, and I'm sure we'll have one going forward, but for now it's the, the primary uh, focus is on this summer in Poland. What Technically, what does the Olympic Channel have to do to be ready to cover this event. Well, it's it's very simple. You know, they have a they have host broadcasting organizations that are producing the live signals and the programming. And what we'll do is we'll stream it uh, on our platform. We'll also support them uh, in some of their back end services uh, with our facilities in Madrid, and we'll also add some commentators, which we've also done for other federations as well. How is this financed? Uh, this is a activity that on other broadcast platforms might be ha have commercials advertising or other right. support yeah well it, it we can we have the ability to run commercials on what we do on our platform uh but principally you know it'll come from financing that's similar to what we're doing with all other federations we'll take their signals that they're producing on site and we'll give it ancillary distribution so for us the costs are not are not uh are not large and it's part of our overall mission is to give more sports more distribution. And I guess the question will come, well, if you're going to do this for the World Games, and this is the Olympic Channel, why not be able to do this with the Olympic Games? That's well, a different, well, yeah, different the, kettle of fish yeah, entirely. <laughs> the, the big difference there is that fortunately, uh, we, and I, when I say we, the IOC, 
have sold all the rights to the uh, to the Olympic Games, and so we're relying on our rights holding broadcaster partners to do those 17 days. I mean, there could be some cases uh, where if rights were not sold for the Olympic Games in certain territories, that we may be the platform that streamed, similar to what's been done in the past where the IOCs used YouTube to do game streaming. Uh, if there are territories that go unsold uh, in the future, then the channel could provide that uh, component to those certain territories. And uh, you know, what, what about the, the impact that this is w w would have on you know, moving forward, having the World Games as part of the Olympic Channel offering, you know, what does that mean next for you? What other properties or events would you be going after next? Well, you know, we have already on the calendar for this year about, I think it's 28 to 30 federations that are giving us components of their events for live streaming, which will be almost 500 different uh, transmissions for us on the channel this year. 200 events, 500 transmissions. So right now we're pretty well situated to have a very robust live content offering. Now those live events that we're doing are in some cases heavily geo-blocked in certain territories because that's the whole, the, the whole philosophy that we've used with the federations is to ensure that you know we they have their existing commercial agreements with their broadcasters or digital partners. We're supplementing that in territories where they don't have the distribution. So it's really offering the federations a global footprint and the association with the channel. And we also support it with social media uh, promotion, behind the scenes footage, news coverage. So it's really, I, I wouldn't say we're out looking for for, for uh, the next big event because we already have a substantial amount uh, of events already in our stable of programming with the Federation. And you need this, the, the signal to come to you. The Olympic Channel is not going to go to an event and lay out the broadcast No, we're not in structure. the, we're, we're not in the host broadcasting business yet. That's not our, that's not our, uh, in our, in our strategic mission. Um, yeah. Now, other other countries like the United States are talking mm -hmm. about developing domestic Olympic channels. Right. How would that work? You know, you're in discussions with the U.S. Olympic Committee on this. Right. I'm not sure what you can reveal or right. talk about. Well, we've already the is is in in fact the partnership has already begun in some respects with our with our agreement with NBC and the USOC to create Olympic Channel programming in the in the U.S. It started in December on NBC Network and the Sports Network, where they're doing Olympic Channel uh, Home of Team USA on NBC. That programming is a mixture of programming that the USOC is contributing uh, through its Champion Series. It's programming that we've done that will be available uh, on those NBC programming hours. And it's also things that NBC has through its stable of rights that they've already done. When, when the linear channel is launched this summer, it'll still be the same mixture of programming, predominantly what NBC had uh, from their rights with federations, 
our Olympic Channel content that we're creating on a global basis, and USOC programming and events that they have. And that's the model that we'll be replicating throughout the, the world with our rights holders in some form or shape, be it a programming hours, digital partnerships, or a linear channel. Will the viewers be able to go to a, a, a U.S. channel, or will they go to the Olympic channel and select the U.S.? On the digital platform? Yes. On the digital platform, they would get the U.S. specific version. They wouldn't necessarily be able to go and get global version because our whole ambition is to be able for a for an American interested in the Olympics, they would get a more American version. In China, they would get a more Chinese version. In MENA, they would get a more specific Middle Eastern version. And the idea of the Olympic Channel, one of the missions is to bring more people, more young people Absolutely. into the watching, following the Olympic movement. Absolutely. The, that, does that help, having these domestic channels? It does, because, you know, even today, the primary form of, of television distribution is still linear channels. They're supplemented with digital components, and even some of the linear, some of the digital, the, the digital-only broadcasters have, are, are announcing that they're going to do linear versions, because we want to be on every platform we possibly can. We want to have as many people exposed to our content. We want to have uh, particularly that youthful uh, uh, sport uh, participant in that 14 to 24. We want them to be able to find this destination, to engage, to learn how to compete, find competitors, find clubs, engage, be interactive. And all that's very hyper-local of what we're trying to obtain uh, and is part of the piece of the puzzle of our distribution strategy. We are now into the year that marks the one-year anniversary of the start of programming on the Olympic Channel. What's your assessment about how it's going? What do you think you want to do do next? How, how does it need to grow? Well, we're grow? I think uh, we're, what, eight months old? <laughs> uh, having launched uh, at the closing of the Rio Games. We have been very successful, in my opinion, uh, in our social media initiatives. From when we started on social media on July 27th, which was three or four weeks before the, the launch of the channel uh, on, on the closing of the ceremonies in Rio, we had zero followers. We now have almost six million. Uh, we've grown the whole IOC social footprint uh, quite dramatically. Um, we've had more than a half billion video views, 2.6 billion engagements, and approaching that 6 million followers has been a very strong statement for the power of the Olympic brand and how people want to engage with it. On our owned and operated platforms, we're now focusing to that more localized effort. We've added eight languages. We have three coming out. Uh, so we'll have 11 total by June. We'll be creating more content in the local environments and, and markets so that it can be a more Chinese experience or a more American experience. And overall, when you put all that together, we think that we'll make a compelling uh, content play and digital play and interactive play 
on linear channels, digital, mobile, to engage that younger demographic and get them more involved in sport. The, the six million followers that you say you've attracted, are they from the usual suspects or do you find them coming from it's, all over the world? It's pretty, there's, it's pretty diverse. You know, we have um, no, one, no one country represents more than 10 or 11 percent. Uh, so when you think that when we go down the top 10, number 10 is at 3 percent, at, at that we have a very diverse following, which is precisely what we wanted to achieve. If you were going to critique what you've been doing on the Olympic Channel, programming-wise, what would you like to do different? What would you like to fine-tune? I, I think what we would like to, one, we want to, we want to create more local relevant content. We want to sharpen um, sharpen our digital focus. Make, we'll probably begin making shorter content uh, that could be used uh, and packaged on linear platforms by combining various features. You know, rather than doing a 12-minute a program and having two of them to fit in a half hour, we may do six, four minutes uh, because we know that viewing, viewing habits are becoming uh, shorter and shorter, attention spans are shorter, people are on the move, they're, you know, they're, they're more, they're not as much time in the day to sit back and watch longer form. But at the same time, we're also developing some high-end, long-form documentaries that we think will be a powerful play for video on demand or linear television. Uh, how will you measure the success, how you measure whether you're really having an impact. It won't be this year, maybe two well, years, I three think, years. I, yeah, I mean, the, I think we've already been able to measure that we've had a positive impact by growing that social footprint of the IOC by six million followers is, is quite a dramatic increase in only eight months. Uh, but. Yeah, we when we when we when we launch the linear channel in the U.S. when we get more of these localized partnerships, when we see the benefits of of truly the language transformations that we've been doing to make it more specific to more people around the world, that will be a true measurement of of, of our growth. When we look at whether or not we have driven more viewers to the games. Uh, in Pyeongchang and Tokyo uh, through our promotion and in partnership with our rights holders. That'll be a measurement in terms of uh, the engagements that we have and our social platforms, which are also very high. We're, we're viewing that as a success, meaning when we post content, how many people are liking it, commenting, sharing it, that's been very strong. So there are all sorts of mixtures that will go uh, into what we measure success. And we'll also look and see, has this been something that's been good for the Olympic movement? Has it grown participation in sport? Has it added value to the IFs and NOCs and rights holders and tops to make their association with us stronger and, 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 and more beneficial in between the games? Uh, finally, with Pyeongchang yeah. Winter Olympics coming up in less than a year now, the, the, the talk is that people need to hear more about Pyeongchang, that there more more promotion is right. needed. Right. What role does the Olympic Channel play it'll in play, all of that? It'll play a big role. Um, because what we'll be doing 
after we get through the summer season, uh, so to speak, we'll transition to a very uh, winter promotion mode with our programming. We'll be doing previews leading up to Pyeongchang. We'll be talking more about those athletes. We'll be cross-promoting it more with our rights holders and with the federations and the NOCs to make sure that the awareness and the story building uh, is, is done through the channel and in partnership with all of our stakeholders so that there will be more uh, more drama leading up to the actual competition so that during those 17 days people will have been introduced to the athletes and the stars and they'll want to see the final episode during the games themselves. Mark Parkman, General Manager of the Olympic Channel, thanks for being with us today. Thank you, Ed. Always a pleasure. And this is the latest edition of Around the Rings Radio coming to you from Sport Accord 2017 in Aarhus, Denmark. I'm Ed Hula.